Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about episode five of the interview with the Vampire TV show, and I am joined by Candace. Hi. I did it. I made it happen. I made an intro. I'm so proud. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we are starting off this episode with Louis drinking off Rashid, and I was like, okay, I'm thrown off the trail. Maybe he's not a vampire. Maybe... I just made that little tidbit up in my head. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I went, hold on a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yep. They really wanted to throw us off this red herring. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. no, totally not who you think it could be. Yeah. Now now that it's episode five, we're going to break your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got you now. Yep. So <laughs> I was like, okay, never mind. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so then Claudia fully spiraling at this point gets into her emo era Mm -hmm. and starts writing the final words of her victims, which is very, very good. Yep. Um, but she gets so sloppy, dude. She gets so sloppy. Like, and you know, it's because she's heartbroken, right? She's distracted. Like everybody, Mm -hmm. like every teen or 20 somethings girl probably every person that gets their heart broken. I shouldn't even mm-hmm. specify the gender of the person or mm-hmm. how old they are because everybody deals with things differently. But the classic trope of person gets their heart broken, freaks out is exactly mm-hmm. what you see from Claudia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like miserable. Claudia does not have access to hair dye and ice cream in this point no. in time. So no, she does not. <laughs> she does the second best of murder. Yes. Those Just are your two options. Bleeding people dry. Um, yep. I, I really like the attention to detail of her writing her, her victim's last words because it, it gives you insight into her character being somebody who is more thoughtful, right? Mm-hmm. We know that she's more vampire than Louis is. He keeps a lot of his humanity. She's young enough to have humanity, but also young enough to not really need to keep it around the way that Louis kind of depends on his humanity. Um, and obviously Lestat has kind of lost his over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that like she writes the last words of all of her victims because it doesn't really feel so obviously we know some other things kind of come out in this, in this scene. I'm not going to say anything or in later on in this episode, but Mm -hmm. like it, it shows an appreciation for her Mm -hmm. victims, but also an entertainment Mm -hmm. as well. Like some of the last words are funny. Some of them are sad. Some of them are, you know, um, in French, some of them are in different languages and she has to kind of guess what they're saying. Like, Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I enjoy that she's kind of like, it's her own personal catalog of mm-hmm. victims and everything, like her own gallery of victims, but it's also a way of preserving that person's memory as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something that like, it kind of feels like that's why she keeps a diary, even though she's dead, right? Like she's preserving her life and who mm-hmm. she used to be. Cause that's something that she used to have, right? She used to write in her, her journal all the time before she was a vampire. So, yeah. um, I did like that. That was a very nice touch in my opinion. Gives me very serial killer trophies vibes. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, that's that's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't yep. not do that. Um, <laughs> I I like the scene where she like contemplates her virginity. That was something that I don't think I ever thought about. Mm-hmm. How like every time she has sex, is that going to break her hymen over and over and over and over again? Like. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be painful and terrible like the first time every time because she died mm-hmm. with her hymen intact? I don't think that's yeah. something that I've ever thought about with vampires. 
And when yeah. I thought about it, I was like, that's a big bummer. That's yeah. probably terrible. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. a stress. It didn't occur to me that you would have. <laughs> like, I know. I kind of just love the way they're thinking about this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the detail they're putting into the show is lovely. Agree. Um, and then we have Rashid saying to um, Daniel and being uh, about Louis saying you're chronicling a suicide. Which I just thought was an interesting note and I didn't Me think too. too much about it because no. I don't we don't really have the context for it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it hits different when you finish mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe let's make a note to talk about that when we discuss the last episode, because mm-hmm. I have thoughts that I yep. need to get out. <laughs> we have a lot of notes for the last episode. Lots to be honest, I hope we remember them all. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> so then we get um, Louis, like, so he thinks that Claudia is not drinking blood at this point. Like he's right. convinced Claudia has locked herself in the room. Isn't yep. talking to anybody. Yep. You know, She's miserable. Yeah. She's heartbroken Lestat. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. she's starving. And so yep. he like breaks birds' wings and leaves them in her room for her. And there's just like, like a ton of birds like littering this yeah. room around her coffin. And he's miserable. Please come out. Talk to me. Never once occurs to him to just mm-hmm. open the shit. No. He's like, she needs her privacy. That's mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with you? You are being yeah. played, my man. You are being mm-hmm. played. Like, I also like how she kind of divulges, like, that she's old enough. Like, in through the journals, you find out she's old enough to remember what happened to her. That's different than Claudia mm-hmm. in the book. Claudia in the book doesn't know anything else. But this Claudia is like, not only do I know that you did this to me, mm-hmm. right? Not only do I understand exactly who is responsible for this, right? Huge mm-hmm. change from the book and the movie. But she's also old enough to realize that her life could have been fine. And to know how old she could have been if she had been left alone. And to yep. miss what she never had, right? Like, yep. that's a whole other thing. Like, I feel like it's worse to turn somebody under the age of like 13 into a vampire because you're not even close to womanhood. Right. You know nothing about the world, but like, at least if you're like 10 or five, like she is in the book, like you can adjust, but I feel Mm -hmm. like being 14 in that in between space where like, you're kind of a woman, but you're also kind of a girl. Like, how does it feel knowing? Like, I know that when I went through puberty, there comes a time in your life where like you start looking different to men. Men Mm -hmm. stop looking at you like you're a little girl and they start looking at you like you're a woman. And it usually happens way too early for the average girl when a man looks at her like she is a woman for the first time. And it's a horrifying experience. So Mm -hmm. what is it like to be a 14-year-old vampire who's actually a 40-year-old vampire or a Mm 30-year-old vampire, however old old she's in the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how must it feel for her to, like know that older men are thinking about her in a creepy way even though she's no longer a child right like what Mm -hmm. must it be like to walk around and see pedophiles everywhere right like i can't even imagine what that must be like like that that must be fucking horrifying the worst part too is that she can read their minds yeah so she knows yeah yeah i don't know how i mean if it were me everybody would probably just be dead so yep nice job exercising a smidge of caution and i cannot yeah. lay on smidge more heavily when i say <laughs> smidge i mean yep barely a smidge like barely <laughs> so then we get to the point where 
Lestat's like, you know what? We could just figure out where she is. And Louis like, do not, do not do it. And Lestat decides to read her journal, yep. finds out that she is, you know, thinking about having sex. Mm-hmm. And Lestat loses his mind. Yep. Because, you know, he views Claudia as basically an object that he owns. Yeah. You know, not really yeah. as a growing woman. Yeah. And he loses it. Well, I think that's because, and, and that's that's one of the things that are interesting too about Louis being black and Claudia being mm-hmm. black in this, right? And it's starting after slavery. Slavery is acknowledged, right? There's a conversation about it. We talk about, you know, how it, like uh, the father, Louis's father was born on a plantation, right? To, mm-hmm. you know, into slavery. They talk about like different people kind of coming out of slavery, right? They talk about the free man and all that stuff. So it is something that's absolutely a part of the palette of this show. But mm-hmm. I think that like, Lestat, even though Lestat is like slavery is bullshit, that's nonsense. You can't just ha- own people, right? Like he's mm-hmm. woke Lestat, but at the same time, like he neglects to see that he makes slaves of Louis and Claudia. And Louis yeah. and Claudia are fully fleshed out, fledged people, right? They're not people mm-hmm. who need him. They're not people who beg for his, you know, his attention or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really, like Louis kind of fawns on Lestat, but for the most part, Claudia is like indifferent at best, right? So I think for him, like, it's not even though he treats them as slaves. Like, yes, he treats them as objects, which is part of slavery, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, he treats Claudia like she's a pawn. Mm-hmm. Like, she's bait, right? She's literally, like, he he agrees to make Claudia because it's what Louis wants. And he thinks mm-hmm. that's going to help keep Louis with him, right? It's the same thing as, like, how men will trap a woman or a woman will trap a man by, like, poking holes in the condom. And, oh, now we have a child. We have a family. You can't mm-hmm. leave, right? It's that same shit. Yeah. And it's 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 so obvious. Like it's just so obvious to everybody involved except for Lestat. He's like, I'm doing everything by the book. And everyone's like, yeah. No, you're horrible, actually. Lestat's like baby trapping? Never heard of her. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Who is that? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know this man. Um, but like clearly you do, sir. Um Claudia fucking is out, you know, doing whatever she's doing, and there's like all this like love sickness and heart sickness, and Louis is worried and Lestat's mm-hmm. like, why are you worried about a fucking vampire? She is fine. Yeah. <laughs> she is fine. Why are you worried about her? And Louis's like, you don't worry? And Lestat's yeah. like, for what? <laughs> like, I could just make another one. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, he's so awful. Lestat's but like, I love him a, anyway. Lestat's like, she's a vampire. She'll just kill someone if she gets into danger what's the we'll problem? be fine yeah, yeah like work it out bruh and louis like this is a state of emergency no louis uh <laughs> louis are uh, lestat's like we don't have to worry until the sun comes up and she's not here then we should maybe worry and then we'll mm-hmm. figure it out the next night but like right now she's fine oh my god poor baby so then lestat also finds out thousand percent she has been drinking people's bodies he sees that list of last uh words and he's like okay she hasn't been bringing them home to the incinerator Mm -hmm. so where Where is she putting them yeah and they they get a hot tip right um like the the governor or whoever that shithead is that they're always talking to the guy that's like a fancy man he's like yeah rash of killings people coming up in the fucking no okay not in the one second they do though got it so basically what happens is claudia comes home and she's like don't worry about it i bury them and louis like where (laughs) and can't be claudia's like in the middle of the swamp obviously where else would i put them 
And Louis like, you are not old enough to realize that uh, swamp season, like rain season means you better be burying them like six feet under. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like lightly burying them like a foot, mm-hmm. they're coming up. And then yep. what happens is, is a big storm comes through. That yep. governor dude's like, yeah, we found 56 bodies and all of them were missing a tiny piece. How weird. <laughs> He's like, they've all got, I'm like, puncture wounds. He goes, missing parts. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. She's a serial killer, y'all. She's yeah. taking trophies. She got little trinkets up in there. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. just last words you're collecting. You're collecting thumbs and eyes and toes. That's mm-hmm. nuts, girl. That's nuts. Yep. You're having a rough time. I think you need to get out more. And not yep. in that way. Yep. <laughs> not in that way. Whoa. So after all of that comes to fruition, cops show up. Mm-hmm. And Claudia's just like, yeah, come inside, officers. Like, no Horrible. problem. Totally out of her fucking mind. Like, they yeah. get home and there is an officer in their house talking about, mm-hmm. I'm going to look through your shit. Like, hi, how are you? What's going on? Do you usually mm-hmm. give your daughter uh, alcohol? She's obviously drunk. Yeah. She fed off of somebody that was an alcoholic. Like, yeah. And she's just inebriated. And Louis like looking at her and be like, go upstairs and hide your coffin right now. You know? <laughs> and she, so then she's like, la la la, la 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 la. And like trips up the stairs. Damn. And like, Lestat's sitting there. He's like, officers, how are you doing in our fine establishment? Mm-hmm. And like, Claudia's just like, hitting um windows closed and like hiding all of her perfume in the air yep because there's pieces of bodies in her room that probably stink to high heaven Mm -hmm. gross Mm -hmm. and then the cop comes into her room and she's like i'm getting ready for bed (laughs) he's like no i don't want to see a naked child excuse me yeah he's like oh i'm so sorry you know Mm -hmm. um so funny so funny yeah and then after all of this the cops leave oh the cops are like why do you have a weird incinerator over there and they're like oh you know we're rich we sell stuff yeah what do they say like something like they're in the we have a business fire business yeah Yeah. something ridiculous and the cops are like "Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) oh yeah no they say that they're in the incinerator business right yep yep yeah we supply them to places all over town. The police are like, all right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And they're like, you have one at home. Why? And they're like, well, we like to just show them off. And, you, you know. know. <laughs> We're making bank over here. Can't you tell? Everyone needs an incinerator. More than yeah. one in their home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, we put our food scraps in there. You know, it's better for the environment. <laughs> Big plumes of black smoke. That's what we need more of. <laughs> like, whoa. They're like, we we had a rat problem? I don't know. We just throw them in there. <laughs> and then so, they're like weird about it too. They like linger for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's been a lot of talk about your house. Like they say mm-hmm. a bunch of like weird leading things that make Louis and Lestat go, okay, so we're not hiding. Yeah. Them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, so we're going to have to move aren't we yep gonna have to go yeah so claudia uh like after all this they like bust in the room her room and they're like okay what mm-hmm. what 
And turns out Claudia uh, has been trying to turn other boys into vampires mm-hmm. and cannot make it happen. Yep. I uh, really like this as an alternative to mm-hmm. uh, the scenes in the book. So in the book, you've got the the mother and daughter servants that mm-hmm. get burnt in the incinerator, right? And then in the movie, you have that Creole lady that Claudia comes across that she puts in the bed and she's like naked hidden underneath all the dolls, right? So it's mm-hmm. like they're keeping that same behavior that Claudia kind of intrinsically has in both pieces of media without Mm -hmm. having to kind of um, dig deep on the why of it, right? Like, like keep Mm -hmm. it the same, you know, purpose, which I think is awesome. Um, I like that there is kind of um, not a lull in the, in the relation of the book and like the text to the, to the screen adaptation, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's like it's like keeping respect for the original while giving something that's as an alternative that makes more sense considering the circumstances. Like it's just very well considered, which mm-hmm. I like. You know, a lot a lot of adaptations either like like we like we discussed in the last episode, a lot of adaptations either go too dead on, right, where it's exact, or they're trying to do something completely different, but it doesn't relate to the changes they've made to the world, mm-hmm. right? Where like you're keeping things the same that shouldn't be kept the same, like what Kindred did. Um, yeah. And I and I really like that they've taken the time to consider how she freaks out rather than trying to give you the exact same situation, even though this is mm-hmm. an entirely new kid. Like she doesn't have a relationship with her mother. She would never be like, oh, I want a mom. Right. Like yeah. this version of Claudia doesn't have that ache for a mother the way mm-hmm. that the one in the book does. So they don't give that to you. Um, and I love that. I also wonder how it's going to affect her death scene if mm-hmm. slash when it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I I really like this change because like in the book, it felt like she was trying to combine her mom and like herself and like Mm -hmm. a potential lover. So I really like that. They're like, Nope, cut Mm -hmm. and dry. She wants a partner. Yes. Which is fine. Like it, it's does exactly what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. It's tells you who she is, what her priorities are. Like it, I think it does everything it needs to do, which is all that I want. Totally agree. So then, you know, basically after all this, Claudia's like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, she's like, you know, out, she's pulling herself out of the spiral. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think I need something else to focus on. Like, yeah. I have a long life. If I can't have a husband, like, if I can't have a boyfriend, if I can't have a partner, I'm going to figure something else out with my time. And mm-hmm. in that time, she's like, well, let's see what uncle les is up to let's yep. see if he's you know being a good husband father mm-hmm. so then she has this whole um situation where uh she follows him and finds out he has a girlfriend and then she goes um daddy louie um did you know perchance mm-hmm. that uh uncle les is not being faithful to you Yep. Just thought you would know. And Queen Energy. I Whoa. love this. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling truths tonight, bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it because she needed something else to focus her energy on. And why well, not? Especially because Louis was under the impression that that shit ended forever ago with that bitch, mm-hmm. right? Excuse my language, yeah. but I stand by it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's awful. Well, he and- thought. He thought that was a one night stand. Right. Found out that like, okay, no. No, they've because, been together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been seeing each other the whole time. Yep. Yep. 
affair this entire time. And like, mm-hmm. she's not ashamed of it either. Like nope. she wasn't ashamed when Louis like talked to her the first time and she is not mm-hmm. ashamed now. Yeah. So the dads start fighting. Yep. They're yelling at each other, screaming. Yep. It's great. And Claudia's like, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so she is trying to find out about other vampires and she's been gone for, she leaves for seven years. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to yep. be an adult. Yep. Figure it out. And in this time, Louis and Lestat go full hermit. Dude, they enter their hoarder era. Like, it's totally mm-hmm. fine. Like, the, the fucking, like, House of Usher, right? Where there's just, like, moldering, like, cabinets and, like, drapes that are, like, covered in dust. And there's, mm-hmm. like, newspapers stacked up really high. And, you know, there's probably, oh, they show, like, a little raccoon in the house. Like, the raccoon's, like, yeah. going through their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And Lestat is like, I fucking hate this so much. I mm-hmm. honestly could die if I wasn't already dead. I fucking yeah. hate this. And Louis is like, oh, look at the, this Flaubert. Let's talk about Flaubert for a while. And Lestat's like, no. <laughs> Do you want to go to the bed? And Louis is like, oh, you're right. It is time for bed. It, full on pajamas with a, with a cape, y'all. He's got mm-hmm. pajamas bottoms, pajama top. He's got boxer shorts, right? Undershirt mm-hmm. and a robe. And slippers gets inside of his own coffin, fully dressed. And I was like, man, talk about a cold shoulder. What is up with hoarders and keeping (laughs) newspapers? I don't know. I think it's because it helps them measure time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm sure for most of them, because I, I I hoarded newspapers for five seconds. Like I had a newspaper subscription because I just want to do all the crosswords. I would just mm-hmm. like give the newspaper to somebody else. Just mm-hmm. keep the life section so I could fill out the crossword puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what it starts off as is like people are like, I'll read this eventually. And they mm-hmm. like put it aside. And then like five years later you know, they're never going to read five years ago newspaper, but there mm-hmm. it is sitting there in a pile of dust. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like how it starts. But like they let themselves go. Well, Louis lets himself go and Lestat doesn't say anything. That's really yeah. more what's happening. Lestat's like, I'm going to throw this entire house away. Yeah. The second Louis turns his back. Yep. She's going to set it on fire. Oops. Got to get a new mm-hmm. house. My bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So then we see Claudia doing her own thing mm-hmm. and she finds this other vampire named Bruce. Yeah. I, this scene was so interesting to me. So she experiences mm-hmm. racism on campus, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they don't shy away from. Right. Yeah. Like most institutions were not integrated at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and I know all about that because my family was very big. Uh, my dad's family is very big into education. Um, mm-hmm. They had light skinned and biracial privilege because my grandmother and my grandfather were both, I believe, biracial, um, half black and half white. Uh, mm-hmm. My grandmother was a very fair skinned woman who kind of could pass. Um, mm-hmm. And my grandfather was lighter skinned, but not as fair. So um, their whole family, like everybody in my grandmother's family, everybody in my grandfather's family went to college. And back then, I mean, even still now, if you ever hear the term HBCU, that's historically black college and college and university. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like uh, Morehouse, um, Spelman College, uh, Texas A&M, right? There's a bunch of historically black universities all over the country mm-hmm. and plenty of people, um, you know, plenty of people went to these these colleges mm-hmm. and were educated there. Um, but as colleges began to be integrated, that that's kind of shifted over time. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like 
she like this guy, this random white guy walks up to her wearing this like letterman jacket uh, with the, the leather sleeves and everything. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And is immediately racist. Mm-hmm. And the excuse she makes is, oh, my mom works on campus. She's, you know, a janitor. And that's why I get to go here because, you know, she works mm-hmm. for the university. But that's not enough. So when she meets Bruce, like this white guy is like being terrible to her. And he basically mm-hmm. is like, why don't you fuck off? And like over his shoulder, because he's on the other side of the guy. And the guy like looks back at Claudia and she looks at Bruce. And that's when he like reveals his little thing. Mm-hmm. And like you can tell he's a vampire anyway, because he's got like red eyes and shit. Like it's pretty obvious. But you know, yeah. this like idiot, like white kid on campus is not paying attention to that. He just wants to bully this black girl. And that's like all he's thinking about. Yeah. My favorite part of all of this is like they flash to the next scene. And she's sitting like on a log, like in front of the campfire, getting to know this Bruce guy better, wearing the Letterman jacket. I was like, that's yep. real queen shit. That's real yep. queen shit. You like murdered this boy and took his clothes. And now you're like, ooh, chilly outside. Better put this Letterman jacket on. Like, just love that. Just beautiful. Just excellent. <laughs> and uh, she also, I want to mention, Bruce rolled up on a motorcycle. Yes. Yes. So. And he's like flirting with her. Like, it's obvious that he's interested. And mm-hmm. she's excited because, like, this is someone she, like, obviously can fuck with. But, mm-hmm. like, she lies and says she's 104. He asked her, like, how old are you? And she's like, 104. Yeah. Which I'm like, you mean 14 with a zero in the middle? You're cute. Yep. Still a little girl. Still a baby. Mm-hmm. Pulling mm-hmm. that shit. <laughs> well, she's, like, 20 now. Yeah. Right. So She could she could easily just be like, oh, I'm 20. Oh, I'm yeah. 25. Right? Like, whatever. Yep. No. Does 14... With a zero in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. every fucking 14-year-old's like, what should my fake ID say? 21 years old. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like- it's like when I signed up for Facebook the first time. Well, when I originally signed up for Facebook and I just added 10 years to my age. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> See? It's easy. I'm not lying. Exactly. So She's like every- 104. He goes, uh-huh. Sure you are. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So... Bruce starts like lecturing Claudia on killing yep. and hands her an etiquette book. And she's like, which is rude because it is an yeah. etiquette book on how to be a nice lady. Yeah. And how to be like Claudia's a better like, woman. Claudia's like, um, stay in your lane. Yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck? I don't need to know how to be a better woman. What are you trying to say? Yeah. And then it flashes back to present day and there's four pages missing. Yep. And Daniel's like, Louis, why are these pages missing? And he's like, where you know are why. they? Yeah. yeah, you know what happened. I don't have to tell you. You know exactly what happened. Yeah, because Louis he gets like, violent. I know what like happened. right before they flash yeah. back, like mm-hmm. Bruce, like I think he hurts her leg, like he twists her ankle or like fucks up, yeah. like, fucks up her leg so she can't move. Um, yeah, I think breaks her leg and throws her to the ground. Yeah, yeah. So like this scene happened. At a mm-hmm. very strong reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, note to the viewer, went to the listener, when you watch this show, if you are mm-hmm. watching it back to back to back, something that I think AMC could do better is making sure that they have a longer content warning screen. Yeah. Because I looked away and didn't think they had a content warning screen and had to go back and check because I wrote down, why did they have a content warning? This is kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because there's more kind of... Um, this episode is a heavy one for violence. This mm-hmm. is a show that is very romantic about their vampirism, mm-hmm. right? It's very goth and lovely and languid and, oh, these vampires, right? It's very fancy. Yeah. But, like, vampirism is inherently violent. Like, you must almost kill or kill in order to get what you need, right? So mm-hmm. being a vampire is an inherently vi- violent 
state to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have a content warning in the beginning of this. Um, again, I do think it should have been longer. Um, but I think that like there's two moments of violence. If you are someone who is squeamish or you are you have something that might trigger you with violence, be aware mm-hmm. that there is a trigger in the middle of the episode with this Claudia situation. And then there's mm-hmm. also one at the end, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, I was very shocked. And I was like, okay, this isn't in the book. So that means that this is an entire, this is entirely an invention. Um, when Game of Thrones mm-hmm. came out and there's a lot of rape in Game of Thrones, um, mm-hmm. I was pretty turned off by it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that rape as a mechanic for characters, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of gender, but especially when they are woman or femme coded characters yeah. uh, is lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that at all. I don't like using it as a trope by which your character finds growth, character growth. Yeah. Um, and I was extremely wary. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like it was a moment where I was like, I think they might've lost me as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't love this, but it, you quickly realize that there's no discussion of what happened. They don't mm-hmm. say the word rape. They don't say the word assault. Right. Mm-hmm. Louis like, I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm not going to go through and like make something of her pain, like make a mm-hmm. spectacle of her of her pain and, and what mm-hmm. she went through. I think, you know, why those pages are ripped out, especially because yeah. they're not torn. They are cut. Yeah. Right. They are they are they are excised from the book mm-hmm. almost surgically. Right. It's a clean surgical cut in the book. Like someone took an exacto blade to it. Right. Mm-hmm. It was very purposeful. And it's clear that he's. Louis is not really concerned about keeping something from Daniel, even though that's how he he acts. He's like, what the fuck? Like, you're keeping me secrets from me, right? Yeah. It's not that. It's more he's protecting her mm-hmm. and keeping her memory clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure that the way she wrote it, too, like, I am somebody who went through um, a domestic assault. And mm-hmm. I wrote about it after. And in those moments, like, your page is your outcry witness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The pen in your hand is, like, the tool that you're using to catalog the pain that you felt and the experience that you had. And it's a Mm -hmm. very personal, very visceral, like, I do not read the entry that I wrote very often. I have it. It's in a place on the internet where I know that it exists. And I come back, like, every four or five years when I'm curious. And I want a reminder of what I have survived and what Mm -hmm. what I have been able to put behind me. But, mm-hmm. like, it's hard. It's hard to read. Um, it's very difficult to look back at something like that that you write in distress, right, under duress, um, because it's sloppy, right? Mm-hmm. Your handwriting is is scratchy and, and almost unintelligible. Like, you know, there might be tears staining the page. Like, it's mm-hmm. a very personal thing. Um, so as personal as the story gets for Louis, as personal as it gets for even Daniel, right, that's something that's off limits. And I think that, like, it's... It's beautiful that they kind of give this idea to you. I still don't think it needed to go there. I think it could have ended with her escaping and coming mm-hmm. close to that and realizing, okay, that was fucked up. I could have been hurt, right? I could have been harmed rather than they do insinuate that she was harmed and that's why the pages are gone. Um, but I think that this was the best case scenario for them choosing to have this moment. Yeah. And Considering how many femme people or women, right, depending on how you view yourself, how you how you choose to identify, like experience rape in the college setting, mm-hmm. I feel like it is it, it wasn't completely out of left field, right? It wasn't like, oh, yeah. it's your marriage bed and everything's fine. And then, oops, rape, right? 
which is kind of very much how it's used in Game of Thrones. This is already a bad situation. Yeah. Let's make it worse, right? Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I still feel questionable feelings for them using it as a mechanic, but I also really like the way that they did it. Yeah. I think that they were respectful and they were thoughtful about it, and that's mm -hmm. something I appreciate very much. Yeah. I like that it. they did not go into detail. Yeah, they don't show like, it. They don't yep. mention it. Like, it's that I felt was very good. And I also like that there's swift justice because Daniel mm -hmm. presses him and he gets mm -hmm. heated. Like, he, he obviously is voracious. He wants more, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's clear that he wants more. And Louis slaps him down, basically. Verbally. No, Daniel slaps Louis. Well, that's what I'm saying. Louis, Louis slaps him verbally. Okay. He does say something shitty at first. He's like, mm -hmm. how would you like it? Like, he says, I can't remember exactly what Louis says, but there is swift justice. Like, he cuts him to the core. Like, he hurts him. And that's mm -hmm. why he slaps. That's why Daniel stands up and slaps Louis because mm -hmm. like he hurts him bad. Like he cuts mm -hmm. him to the quick. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I also wrote a note about that. Daniel slaps him in the face. I don't know if you, did you write down what he, what Louis says back to him? Like how we get mm -hmm. to the slap. Yeah. Cause it's, I feel like I didn't, I didn't keep the best notes in this scene. Cause it is very taut. Yeah. Like there is some serious, like the tension is thick with like five C's. Um, it is intense. Um, and Daniel stands up and slaps Louis because I think Louis says something to him about his Parkinson's or about not being a good father or something that something, something that strikes a nerve. Um, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think Louis like, I'm being a good dad and like you wouldn't know what that's like or something like that. Like he says yeah. something real nasty and he slaps Louis in the face um, just as Rashid comes in and is like, oh, <laughs> should I escort you from our home? Yeah. What? What the fuck? Right. And like, I've got to say, like the fact that he... He, as a, an older white man, slaps Louis in front of, like, a, a man of color in front of another man of color, right? There's mm -hmm. two people of color in this room that arguably could end him. We don't know if Rashid's packing a fucking weapon, right? We don't know if he has Krav Maga mm -hmm. or martial arts experience. Like, we don't know him, right? Mm -hmm. He's 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 in the he's floating through the background of these scenes. So we don't know what he's got packing. We don't know that, like, that Russian guy that's a snack isn't going to come in and pound his face into the ground, right? And in mm -hmm. that moment, Daniel doesn't care. It's obviously just a reaction. And mm -hmm. I think that Louis lets it stand because it's one turn deserves another, right? Yeah. Claudia had a reaction. Louis had a reaction, which is why the pages are missing. And now Daniel has a reaction. And mm -hmm. Louis tells, you know, Rashid, hey, it's we're good. And Rashid's like, Am I fucking dismissed? Then can I go? Because I don't yeah. you don't need me for this, right? Can I can I leave? This mm -hmm. is insulting, right? And Daniel doesn't apologize. Louis does not ask for one. Yeah. But like and they sit down. Yeah, they sit down and, and diffuse. Anyways. Yeah, but like I will say, I very much had a visceral reaction to this white man slapping this black man in the face. I did not enjoy that at all. And I feel like it's kind of designed to make you, this whole episode is designed to make you uncomfortable. This is oh, the yeah. least uncomfortable episode of this entire series, hands down. Yeah, they be mm -hmm. definitely were like, we're pushing the limits yes. here. They're yes. like, there's some things that you need to see and we're just going to lay them out on the table and you can yep. decide how you feel. And like, I know we keep comparing this to Kindred because of the fact that, like, that's the last thing we watched together, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. But, like, for Kindred, the way they handled a possible rape scene is, like, they made some Horrible. sounds off the black screen and you're like, okay, yep. did it, did it not? Yep. But, like, we, for this, we know. We know what happened. Yes. And they are very specifically, like, we're not going through that. We're not going to show you. Yep. You know, he, like Louis, like this didn't even happen to me. This is a very sensitive topic. Like yep. that's my child. I'm not living through it again. I read it once. I know what happened. I know how she feels about it. 
Yep. We're not, this is her private journal. This is something she wanted to keep private. You're not looking at it. Absolutely. And I think that like having that, having that pause, right. That break Mm -hmm. also helps the viewer to readjust also helps the viewer to kind of like reroute and pivot and figure out like, Mm -hmm. okay, do I need a break? Do I need to get up? Do I need to wash my hands? Mm -hmm. Do I need to walk my dog? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to play a fun video game for a while? Right. Because some people who are watching this are going to be triggered by that. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though they, even though they go out of their way to not trigger you, they give you a content warning. Right. There's a lot that comes before. But once that has happened to you, once your body has been betrayed by someone else, it's very difficult to control your reactions to things that remind you of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's understandable. That's with any trauma. You know, you have my dad passed away when I was young. I have a very hard time watching movies and shows where a young person loses their parent. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for me. So that's what I'm saying. Like little things like that, like that trigger you, even though for someone else, that might not be a big deal for someone else who's gone through the same thing as you, it might not be a big deal. Right. There's a huge spectrum that we're on Mm -hmm. when it comes to PTSD and giving ourselves grace and space to process those emotions. So I like what it has to say about all of those things with kindred. That's that honestly, I know, I know that we're like comparing it a lot to kindred and like, you know, you just acknowledge like, it's kind of rough to do that. However, that's another movie. I mean, another adaptation, right. Another Mm -hmm. film adaptation where you have a scene of rape that does not exist in the book, mm-hmm. right? That 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 scene in the very first episode where Dana, you know, is um, is on the run to the other house, mm-hmm. and that overseer or that guy that's like walking by catches her and tries to force himself on her, and may or may not be successful. Again, they very much leave it open to interpretation, which like don't leave rape open to interpretation because all you're doing is encouraging me to think about it. And I'd really rather not fucking think about it. Like, Mm -hmm. don't make me spend time trying to parse out whether or not somebody was hurt. Like that sucks. Right. Like I don't want to have to think about it any longer than this one scene. Right. Mm -hmm. But they, they, they kind of like feed into that and they invent this rape almost as a, we'll get used to it. This is where you are now kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Right. In this, in this circumstance, it is Claudia learning about the fears that other people have, that are vampires, right? Mm-hmm. That she doesn't need to be afraid of, right? Which is the confrontation yeah. with the boy that's that's being racist toward her. Yeah. What happens when someone betrays your trust, mm-hmm. right? So far, Lestat has been the only one who's betrayed Claudia's trust. And it wasn't in a way that really affected her. It was a way yeah. that affected someone she cared about, right? This is someone betraying your trust. She has inherent trust because she thinks vampires are going to be good. They've got to be better than Lestat, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first time she finds out, no. It's like humanity. You don't know who's nice and you don't know who's shitty until they show you, right? Yeah. All of these are important touchstones. I understand how we got here. In Kindred, I could not understand why suddenly there was a rape, right? Like, it yeah. just seemed like a plot device, whereas this seems like they're educating you about the character rather than developing her character through mm-hmm. this moment, right? Even after this happens, um, for anyone who is curious and is, like, kind of on edge, like, I know if I heard this, if I were a listener, I'd be like, yeah, but what next, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about episode six soon. But, like, yeah. this is an important moment for Claudia, but it's not treated as plot development or character development. Like, mm-hmm. she is forever changed after this or this, is a, this, is, this continues to affect her in the future. This moment is brought up again eventually Mm -hmm. and it is seen as the ugliness that it is it's not a moment that's like oh here's a teaching moment right like sometimes like like in kindred they treat they treat it like a teaching moment well you know what almost happened to you out there right like that kind of Mm -hmm. thing um rather than this is something that happened to this character it does not define them it does not define who claudia is but it has educated her as to the dangers that are out there and has Mm -hmm. bolstered her understanding of her own freedom 
mm-hmm. because nobody saved her, right? Nobody came to save her because she was alone. And you take with that the good and the bad, right? Every woman has to in this world, mm-hmm. right? The good and bad of walking down an alley by yourself, feeling strong because you're on your own for the first time, but also having to be aware that it could be dangerous, right? Yeah. Like that's something that is uniquely for woman vampires for Claudia right now, right? Because like, if that had been Lestat, that would have gone very differently. So I don't know. Like it's, it's weird to say it is well done because it's still gross, Mm -hmm. but like it's the best possible way you could have done this Mm -hmm. in this, in this circumstance. For sure. Like it's, it just kind of makes me trust AMC more, you know, for the way that they were able to handle this. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I have more faith in their adaptations. Like, if Same. I hear that they had an adaptation of a book I like coming out, I don't think they're going to ruin it. You know? Yeah, yeah now, you give it a shot. So, like, Hulu so ruined Kindred that I know they bought the rights to do uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses, and I'm like, you're going to yeah. ruin it, aren't you? So, what I can say about that is Hulu didn't do Kindred. FX did Kindred. Oh, you're right. So, Hulu owns FX. Like, FX mm-hmm. on Kindred. I mean, FX on Hulu is um, is a partnership that they have so that FX okay. can release all their stuff through uh, Hulu. FX has actually had issues in the past. Like, DirecTV stopped carrying them for a while for whatever reason. I remember my mom was watching mm-hmm. American Horror Story and they were like, nope. Um, so, they, they have weird, like, licensing stuff. Okay. Um, so, because I think, I think Hulu is also partially owned by um, ABC because ABC owns Fox. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think that's kind of like the the weird thing there. If FX is doing a corn of thorn, the court of thorns, then yes, yeah, definitely it's Hulu worry. specifically. Yeah, but Hulu like, specifically, it, it might be good. I can't I make guarantees. Know. Have but... you read a court of thorns and roses? No, I don't think you'd love it, so don't read it. But like, okay. it's one of my favorite books. It's like a little guilty mm-hmm. pleasure of mine. Okay. And I do not foresee them doing it well. Yeah, because it's got like. It's going to need a lot of special effects because mm-hmm. it's Faye okay. and there's war and there's a lot of sex scenes. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to chicken out. I don't know. I'm nervous. Like, we'll see if, if it's about sex scenes, then I would say, I hope it's FX that takes the yeah. reins because FX does not give one F about holding back with sex scenes. I've seen some steaminess coming off mm-hmm. of some FX shows that I was like, Oh, Okay, I didn't know you were doing all that. Yeah, I wish um, HBO <laughs> bought it, to be honest. I feel that, yeah. 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 Or Netflix. I feel like Netflix could have do- done well. I'm just I a agree. little nervous yeah. about Hulu. We'll see. Yeah. But... I feel you. I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah, I'll let you know. Awesome. I just hope it's not going to be one of those where I'm going to be like, just what a fucking ruined it. <laughs> you know, like, cause that's how it was with um, uh, City of Bones. When they yeah, brought I that didn't out, hear good things it, about that. Oh, dude! They, Same thing with Shannara too. The Swords of Shannara. Yeah, I never. MT, MTV it. bought that one. So yeah, I watched. That was always going to be bad, probably. I watched. It. I actually liked it, but like yeah, I didn't read good. the books. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it's better when you haven't read the book. Sometimes, like I'm very much a the book was better person. Like I recognize mm-hmm. that I am. I am very salty sometimes about. Uh, about trans about adaptations and, and translations of things into different kinds of media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that like sometimes not reading the books is just so much better, like just such yeah. a better idea. Um, I think I would have hated Kindred even if I hadn't read the book just yeah, because sure. there's just obviously wrong shit in there. Um, mm-hmm. 
But like this show, for example, right? This is still a good show, even if you haven't read Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, I think this. I one... feel like I feel like the reveal at the end might be a little different. Will hit differently yeah. for you if you don't have any investment in the core material. But it's mm-hmm. still a nice surprise, right? You still get like a ooh, okay, cliffhanger, yeah. right? Like you can still get it even if you don't know the book. I think this one, honestly, I would not. If you watched it and loved it, I wouldn't tell anyone to read the book. I don't think you would enjoy the book more, you know? Agree. Agree. The book won't help you. No. I don't, like, I think it's going to turn too many people away because this one's like action, 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 action. Whereas Mm -hmm. the book's like, and then, you know, this room with all the newspapers. The newspapers were (laughs) like packed up so high and you're like, oh my God. Let's (laughs) go. Yeah. (laughs) Move it along. Yeah. It doesn't matter how slick the cobblestones were if he doesn't fall on them. Mm -hmm. Just move it along. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'd be like, you know, I know you like the TV show. What if you read it instead? Like, And it was way more boring. What do you think? Yeah. Mm -mm. (laughs) Do you like Really long descriptions of things? No? Oh. How do you feel about Tolkien? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Do you want to hear about every blade of grass or is that not your thing? Every single one. Especially the one that was slightly longer than the others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) That that really get you hard? Okay, then I think you would like... (laughs) This is what you need in your life. Yeah, fucking no. So then we get, uh, I forgot to also mention that the woman that Lestat is cheating on Lily with, her name is Grace. Um, Even though she has none. Boom. Mm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So she's decided to move up north because she's getting old. Um, Wait. No. No. Incorrect. Grace is Louis' sister. That's right. Yeah. Grace's well, sister. What's the lady's name? What's I don't his, remember. Like, his side piece. Hold on. Yeah. I'll find out. You Whoopsies. Talking. <laughs> We're talking a whole bunch of smack about Grace and she's just, you yeah. know. No. Grace is moving up north because mm-hmm. she's getting old and her children yeah. are like, let's go. And his mom has passed away. And yeah. she has no reason to be here anymore. Yeah. Grace mm-hmm. was like, listen um this area of town i don't like the rules that are coming out like we're gonna go up north we're gonna have a better life you know we're going somewhere mm-hmm. else and she's like i'm telling you this because i love you i uh, we've told the children you're dead and you are dead to us please never contact mm-hmm. us again i just wanted to let you know you know and yeah. louis does not take this well at all no he didn't even know his mom died you know they're sitting at her grave and he's like uh what like why didn't you tell me she died and she's like you have nothing to do with our lives anymore my kids don't know you you know last they were so terrified of you we had to tell them that you were dead so they could sleep at night yep brutal super brutal very hurtful yep not very nice at all yeah and so after his sister leaves, Louis fully like balls his eyes out, crying, and Claudia is lurking in the background and sees all this happen. Mm-hmm. Which is very cool. Um, and then after she lets Claudia uh, lets Louis get a head start, and then after he's like you know decompressing at home, she like walks in five minutes later. She goes, "So I'm here." Mm-hmm. Um, what's up, dads? 
And Louis like, my child is returned. Like, oh my god. And the staff's like, ew. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm happy you're here or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is good, but also like, why? <laughs> yeah. So then in her head, Claudia's like, listen, Louis, I'm going to Europe. I want you to come with me. You know, I think it would be we'd have a better life. We'd get away from Lestat. Like, he keeps cheating on you. We need a fresh start. And so, you know, the dads start fighting again. And then Lestat goes and drinks Louis's blood. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is, is that, you know... He's like, listen, we're going to go and do our own thing. We're going to, she's going to go to Europe. And uh, Lestat's like, no, nothing's changing. We're going to be a family unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they fight. Lestat. They're like, oh, are we going to be a family unit while you're still doing Antoinette is her name. Oh, of Antoinette. Course it is. Oh of course god. it is. Oh my god. Much fancier. Much yep. fancier for a fancy side piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they fight. The fight, I mean, I can't get enough of the fighting, really. What does that say about me as a person? I <laughs> but then he, like, drags Louis into the sky, drinking his blood. Yeah, it gets really scary for a minute, y'all. It's definitely yeah. domestic violence. It's bad. Oh, it's real bad. Yeah, it's really, really bad. And then... Um, Lestat's like, say you don't love me, Louis, so I can finally move on. Just say you don't love me. And Louis, like, staring at him, doesn't say anything. And Lestat drops him back to the earth. Like, oh, are- he tells him to let him go. That's what he says. Oh. He's like, you have to let me go, like, yeah. emotionally. And Lestat's like, cool. Yeah. Petty ass. Petty ass just drops him. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll let you go. I'm like, that's obviously not what he meant. Yeah. You're and being like, ridiculous. It ends with Louis just like on the ground. Yep. And and it's like, rough because like you know that like vampires have different rules for death, but this show has not given you any like yeah. guardrails. So you're like, I mean, I don't even know what's gonna happen next. Like mm-hmm. you end on that. The fifth episode is just like I, I don't know, start to finish. It's wild. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> it yeah. is arguably too much. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah. Uh, what? So I think my favorite thing about this, right, is like the detail. So like Claudia, when Claudia is watching Louis from the shadows and he's talking Mm -hmm. to his sister, she realizes finally, because like she's lurking them, right? Like she's she's Mm -hmm. totally trolling them all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. She realizes that like she was meant to be a sister rather than a daughter. Like all this time she's had such resentment because she's like, oh, you guys think you're my fucking parents. You're not my fucking parents. Like get out of here. But then she's like, oh, I'm here for him. Like, Lestat doesn't care about me. Like, he made me because Louis needed a sister because his sister has, like, refused him, right? And, like, mm-hmm. that moment of humanity, like, I love it because it speaks to, like, the bond that they share, which I feel like in the book they kind of try to give you, mm-hmm. like, a, a little bit of that, but it's not as, like, powerful as it is here um, because it's kind of on her terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when like they start the fight it's because like claudia's like you're not invited on our spring break tour of europe yeah (laughs) you have to stay home um i love how like just the subtle detail the costuming Mm -hmm. in this show is just next level like you're gonna if you like costuming like this is a good show for you the foreshadowing the scene where claudia finally returns and they have this conversation and louis like we're leaving right and they have this whole conversation that starts this huge epic battle Mm -hmm. Lestat is wearing all black 
and it is the first time that you will have seen Lestat in all black. Like he's foppish, mm-hmm. right? He loves wearing the best of everything. He's the only black that you ever see him wear at this point is like a suit jacket. Like that's it. Like you never see, and that's because he's going somewhere fancy. Like you never see Lestat in all black. He is wearing mm-hmm. all black like a fucking villain. Yep. And like you see how like quickly he turns like he turns on a dime on Louis. Like things mm-hmm. are fine until they are absolutely not. And like to me, like I like that they show how how he is an abuser. They don't mm-hmm. just say that he's an abuser, right? He's not mm-hmm. just rude or petulant. Like in the book, he t- he comes across as more of a whiner, right? Yeah. He's like a pe- he's a pouty baby. And this Lestat is also a pouty baby, mm-hmm. but they don't make him they make him more serious. Yeah. And this scene shows him as like the threat that he truly is, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're under duress. It's not oh they can't leave because they're powerless to stop him. They can't leave because they're afraid. Yeah. Right. They're scared and they don't know to what ends should they be afraid, especially Mm -hmm. it's especially powerful in the face of Claudia having this moment with Bruce Mm -hmm. because she's already a little afraid of other vampires. And this kind of puts her back in her back in her box Mm -hmm. in a big way. You know what I mean? Um, Which is terrifying. Like. I think my heart kind of stopped for a little bit in this episode. Yeah, it is breathless. Um, It is so scary um and i feel like it's the first time that like either of them are like shaken Mm -hmm. by this situation and are like hold on a second like you realize that this is going to change everything for them moving forward right Mm -hmm. it's like this it's very much a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it was a lot i oh yeah i don't even know like shaken yeah yeah. yeah, but it was uh, kind of like when you got past all the violence, the in the sky scene, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was. And then they were like, this is another thing Louis hid from, or Lestat hid from us because we didn't know vampires could fly. Yep. Yep. Outrageous. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how many more secrets do you have? Yep. And how deep do they go? Yep. I don't know, man. Lots of lots of spice here. Lots of mm-hmm. spiciness going on. Gets intense. Mm-hmm. Big warning for you if you're gonna watch it. Like it's like, it's awesome. You should absolutely watch it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I know. I was very stressed <laughs> out. Yes. Yes. But that is all we have for this episode. Where can the people of the internet find you and the things you're working on? You can find me at that Candace girl, C-A-N-D-A-C-E over on Twitter and at Candace Magnificent everywhere else like Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I am going to try and do some ice cream reviews. I keep saying I'm going to do them (laughs) and I have a freezer full of ice cream at this point. It is a serious problem. Um, I have made a content calendar for my ice cream videos that I have not even filmed yet. So we're, we're trying, we're doing our best y'all. 2023 has been complicated, Um, (laughs) but you can uh, find me uh, in a variety of places doing a variety of things. I do variety streaming. I do YouTube stuff. I do TTRPGs if you're into improv and voice acting. Uh, So yeah, just look me up. You can find more of me there. And if you haven't paid attention to the social yet, Um, I do have another podcast that I'm doing with Nova now. It's Novel Nostalgic. uh, Novel Nostalgia. So if you want to go and follow that on all the places you get your normal stuff, we are covering the first series of the Warrior Cats. So make sure to go check that out. And I will see you guys right here next week uh, with more Interview with the Vampire. Bye! Bye! Bye!